and welcome to episode zero of Hell Let's Talk, the show that is going to kind of take a little bit of everything and bring it to you in hopefully a bite-sized format for you to be able to listen, enjoy uh, on your commute, uh, while you're gaming in the background, some of that nature. Um, before we dive into this show, I really kind of want to kind of start with and just a simple opening of why we're doing this show. Uh, three main reasons. The first and the second really is entertainment and education. I want this, like I said, to be a place where you don't have to scour Reddit, you don't have to scour Discord, all the different you know dev briefs. We're going to do that for you, and we're going to bring it back to you, and hopefully in an entertaining and uh, insightful way that maybe you're going to be able to pick up something you didn't know, you could get a little insight on maybe something you thought you had and confirmation that it did happen. But ultimately, we want to have fun doing this. We want you to have fun uh, having it. And the third main reason kind of leading into that one is we want to help build the community. Uh, this show is brought to you by uh, the uh, Hell Let Loose training camp. Uh, we pride ourselves of being a community of communities. As, uh, we're going to spotlight different clans, different personalities, different individuals. Uh, we want you as an individual, come to us, express your joys, frustrations, gripes, concerns. You know, uh, we, we love this game. We love this community. Uh, and we want all feedback honest, sincere, everything, and, and mostly want to see you on the battlefield. There's nothing more I'm going to have as a point of success for me, and I know for Digi, to go out and start squatting up for you guys and be like, hey, I really want you to talk about this on the next show. So uh, make sure as you're going through this, if you're listening to this broadcast right now, uh, go on uh, uh, Twitch, put your chat in there. We're going to answer questions at the end, uh, but we really want this to be an engaging show for everybody. And as far as the show content goes, um, we're, you know, we're probably going to be looking to uh, get this out uh, every other Sunday for right, right now, this is episode zero, a lot to talk about. Um, you're going to be, you know, keep us uh, followed on Twitch, all the discords, social media, all that stuff. But, uh, with that said, uh, let's go ahead and get to the show. So, uh, welcome to the very first episode. Uh, and we are going to focus on update eight, one of the biggest updates, uh, that this show or this game has seen. Uh, we got trucks, we got forts, we got tweaks. Some were good, maybe not so good. We're going to talk about it because, after all, this is Hell Let's Talk. So, uh, first, one, before we dive into introducing myself and Digi here, I, I got to thank Maury for that intro video. I know we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into that. Jungle, 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 one of the best gaming names you could ever have. Uh, Jungle, Jungle, Jungle. Uh, for this great stage he provided us here, uh, Digi. Uh, over on, actually, I get my angles right. Over on that side over there, Digi, uh, and me hosting over here. Um, and then uh, Dash30 kind of helping as the assistant producer doing research for us. Um, so uh, thank you guys. But who, who are the faces that you see in front of you right now? I'll go ahead and introduce myself first. Uh, I'm Inchon. A uh, member of the Hell Let Loose uh, training community, uh, but prior to that, I'm did I've been gaming for over 20 years. Uh, a lot of my classic games, I got in uh, Close Combat 2, A Bridge Too Far. If you guys remember when Microsoft actually used to like put out PC games and not just Halo, uh, you know, Battlefield 2, uh, one of the first real what I would consider. Uh, modern uh, first-person shooters, and then I've got a, a variety of other games: World of Tanks, World of Warcraft, everything. Uh, first, if you for World of Warcraft, for the Horde. Um, as far as Hell Loose goes, really the game that we're really enjoying uh, and have been enjoying for a long time. Uh, it for me, I have 700 hours in there. You're going to see me out on the battlefield, uh, you know, squad leader, commander, and, and generally just trying to ensure everything that our team can win. Um, but I'm not the expert. I'm joined by our expert, uh, Digi Shadows, who I consider myself lucky to be uh, in game with and in a squad, and extremely lucky to be considering myself uh, on this show. So, Digi, go ahead, man, on that introduction. Uh, those are some kind words there, Inchon. I uh, appreciate it. But uh, right off the bat, I just like to say welcome to the show. It's been uh, been good, going pretty good here so far, so strong. Um, just a little bit about my gaming history. It begins about 15 years back with early FPS titles like Call of Duty 2, Battlefield 1942, and then I've played every edition since then all the way up to this. And uh, that way back then, that's when uh, Smudge Pixels were actually shooting back at you. So it's cra crazy to see how far we've come in so little time. Um, I've always been a PC gamer, PC gamer master race, no doubt. Um, I come across Hell at Loose several months back or so. 
and it seemed to spark a lot of what I enjoyed most about FPS. Um, it's it's a real arcadey shooter with a whiff and a splash of realism and a bit of history. I'm a big history buff, so always enjoyed the World War II, um, and it's just really encapsulated a lot of those aspects. Now, my style of play has always been tip of the spear, leading the charge, gung-ho, because um, you can't get anything if you're not pushing. Um, so I'm always looking for that different attack angle to go at the objectives. Um, I've over, since I be- started playing Hell at Loose, I've attained over 1,200 in-game Hell at Loose hours. Sure. And with today's <laughs> main focus, over 18 hours in Update 8. You can check out the 24-hour challenge as proposed by uh, Yaman Joe. Um, he ran a, a live stream. I ran a live stream. And K.O. Vinzel ran a live stream. We made it as far as we could. I, I think I tapped that around 16-hour mark. But it was really good. It got a lot of insight into this new update and what it has to offer. My favorite roles to play in the game um, are squad lead, auto rifleman, and now anti-tank of as a late. Um, a lot of booms because there's a lot more things to shoot at. Indeed. Um, but that's enough about me. So back to Inchon, who's well, going to hit you with the show schedule. And, and I know we didn't quite talk about this, but you're already uh, one step ahead of me. Cheers to uh, a great show, to everybody else behind us. Cheers to everybody them. putting in the work. Uh, so uh, just just by that, you can already tell... Uh, what this show started off this this ain't your you know this is your daddy's show i don't know it's something of that nature so uh, i already said what our uh, schedule is going to be so uh, you know what let's go ahead and just jump into what brought back at peak 8105 players at a single time according to stream charts uh, back to servers all across. I, I know I hopped on, and it's one of the few times you've actually had to scroll and scroll and scroll to be able to find that server. Uh, and that was update eight. Uh, you know, th- we're not going to try to go through all the dev changes and everything on that nature. I, I think probably the best way for us that's to that's not to- what this show's about. No, 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 not going to get analytical. No, so, but I, I think, you know, the best way for us to kind of digest it is really to kind of ask ourselves, which uh, Digi and I, uh, asked ourselves and uh, present to you what's you know four simple questions and the questions are what's the biggest change to the metagame that's coming out of update eight what's the biggest change at the individual player you know either positive or negative but what do you you know anything that kind of the macro or the micro engagements what's the biggest change you didn't notice but you probably should and then frankly the the change that just kind of left us most confused because there's a lot of that uh well that's what we're gonna guard uh Digi, I'll, I'll go ahead and start with you. I've done a lot of the talking. I've done the introduction. I've done all this. Uh, as the expert here, what do you view as the biggest med, uh, change to the metagame as a result of Update 8? Okay, how you, watch how you're using that title. I wouldn't call <laughs> myself an expert, okay? But to crack right into it, the first question, biggest meta change? It's meta, 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 meta. That's all you're going to hear about for the next... Oh, you're probably going to hear that until Update 9. Um, what meta has changed in this update. Uh, that's that's just the way this nature of the pre-alpha game mode goes. This is a tricky one to pin down for this update because it brought in a sweeping changes across the whole board. Um, the biggest one that kind of impacted my mind, it's what sticks is always kind of what the... Um, I'm always a bl- firm believer in the opening first five minutes can determine a lot about how the game is going to play out. Mm-hmm. So the biggest change in my mind that impacts both public and competitive, because there is a couple fields there, is the opening game drive success is now hinged mostly on getting squad leaders behind the wheel of that base supply truck. That's just super critical that it's not some random engineer taking off uh, to d- go do some shooting, um, but it's, it's a su- squad leader that's actually making the most benefit to use the supply truck right off the hop. This is also going to be impacted by the TTT, or time to travel, which is basically going to be set around how the roads laid out on the maps, because there's a lot of maps where, <laughs> and if you've been driving the supply trucks, you know they're not the most wieldy thing, because they didn't have power steering back in 1942. So, it's a lot of insanity just coming through that. I mean, Hill, Hill 400, just right off the hop, a lot of rock. You're only gonna go on the roads. There's you, no, there's no off-roading. On if that. you thought it was bad for tanks, wait until you drive a truck. <laughs> oh my god. Well, yeah. I mean, it's you got to have. Uh, yeah, another impact is how, what's the quality of the guy driving that thing too? Yeah, because you could have a squad leader. You could have all the boxes checked to that point, but he goes up into a ditch, gets it stuck. 
it's like you never had it. You know, and it, you're, you're going back to pre pre update eight. Everybody's running to the point, right? It, it's not that important. Mid cap. It's not important about who gets truck stopped or stuck. Okay, we're not here to point fingers. Maybe I did it. Maybe I didn't do it on one of our first matches. But yeah, it's uh, it, it is interesting. So you got Hill four hundred. I haven't been drinking, officer. Yeah, you got Hill four hundred. What other maps you got out there? That you think this is oh Hurricane's another good one. Carantan, I think Carantan working through that middle middle sector is going to be really crucial around the town because there's a lot of just one way roads. You're really not wide. A lot of debris piles on the road. It's just going to be a lot of hanging up. That uh, if you don't get your truck there um, in a timely manner, the other team might. Um, and that's the thing you're going to see. Uh, it's going to be a lot of make or break in that opening first five ten minutes. Is who's got the garrison first? Yep. And I think that's always been at play, but now it's really influenced by the speed of these vehicles because, uh, you know, running's not as fast anymore. We've we've done some testing and to go the distance, they've added another six seconds to get across a grid square. Well, and, and I flat I, out you, run. And these are all good points. I mean, uh, I, you talk about the truck. And, you know, one of the, the, the things I've seen back and I really kind of enjoyed on the truck is actually the people in the back looking at the players opposite of it but be like dude these like lifeless facial expressions are just telling a story you know yeah, like cute, they, they, cute skyrim <laughs> exactly oh you're awake i took what is it i took an arrow in the knee no but yeah the oh, uh you know the uh the, the thousand yard stare if you will like it it's funny how actually just being able to see those expressions has kind of been like a little bit of a cold a, lifeless exactly eyes, like a shark's eyes <laughs> Hitler and his promises. This fucking guy, you know, comes yeah. in with his Jew theory, and here we are, in the cold, working our asses off, and where is he? He's in a goddamn mansion somewhere, it's like by a lot of But, uh, yeah, but... your inner quint. But then, then again, on the front seat, you get it really to a Mr. Toad's wild, wild ride where they're driving all around. You know, the the, the steering has been uh, discussed a lot. I'm sure they'll probably wind up tweaking that a little bit. Uh, but you know, we we even before update eight, especially with seven, as the metagame kind of developed, more and more teams realized that you just put all your energy into that center cap because as the change kind of has shifted from more defensive frontline battles and not being able to get as much map control on flanks uh, due to the garrisons not being able to spawn on the red side, it kind of changed a little bit of that. So I, I, I'm 100% right there with you. The ability or the TTT, not to be confused later with the acronym we're going to use of TTK, uh, but the TTT or the time to... Uh, to travel time of getting, to travel of getting time to, to the point i think that's going to be key so no a great point uh as far as my response to what, what's the biggest meta change it's got to be the economy it's got to be the resource economy that the commander and ult, you know ultimately going back to the teams are and uh that's really coming from two main things uh one is doubling the resource nodes from only two maximum per team to four maximum per team. Um, and then the ability for the commander to be able to swap resources from one type to another. So if you have a lot of fuel and most likely you need manpower, because let's face it, every commander that's uh, done his uh, weight in this game knows that in the first 15 to 30 minutes, depending on the map, you ran out of manpower. And it was always that point of, okay, when do we use the airhead before we lose all the ability to get there? And we're out of manpower. And it's done. You're like, oh, I'll never see that manpower again, uh, no matter how much you... So this is actually a way I think you're going to be able to generate it and then uh, have the ability to convert. And for those that haven't been in the commander seat, what the ability is, it's on a five-minute cooldown right from the beginning. Remember, all uh, commander abilities as of now... Uh, start uh, on cooldown when the game starts. So I think they're talking about maybe making a few tweaks for trucks uh, to be able to get to that TTT, not just TTT of, uh, of the truck itself, but total troops transportation to target. I, I don't know how many T's we're getting on here now, uh, but be able to get more of your guys up to that front line quicker on the engagement. Uh, but five minute cooldown for that one, and it costs fifty of resource A to convert to thirty of resource B. And let's be for me when I first saw this, I actually thought that was a pretty generous uh, conversion rate. Um, I was thinking, you know, two to one. The fact that it's actually a little bit positive that that's good. Uh, what that gets to, and let's be honest, fuel. I felt like fuel. If you had competent tankers, you always had enough fuel. If you didn't have competent tankers. 
it didn't matter because they would eventually just move to infantry. <laughs> they get tired of getting themselves, uh, you know, smacked around and be like, "Good riddance!" I, I know. say, you know, they're just wasting, uh, you know, uh, good good fuel trying to chase bad fuel type deal. Uh, but I, I think that it's really going to be impacting manpower and specifically the ability to drop airheads in mid and late game uh, to where... Especially if, now so with no no real spawns uh, out other than the outposts in yep. red. I mean, we've had that for the, the last update, maybe brought that change in. So airheads are now the thing if you want to dig the mass uh, spawns uh, to the next level behind the enemy's location. So those are going to be super vital. And, you know, prior to this update coming in, you'd get maybe one, maybe two... Uh, of those opportunities and if you know, use it or lose it yeah uh, it, most cases i mean it, it would just it would end up uh being used and you'd get <laughs> a couple guys spawn out of it and and I have, to, I have to apologize to the commanders that have been out there because they i i, I kind of like when we're responding you know i'm like uh, hey uh hey commander uh, you're you're at a hundred manpower. You might want to think about using that airhead. Hey, commander, you're dead, oh, and it's gone. You know, someone redeployed. Oh, just, uh, just I, yeah, and I'll be watching some, and it's like, please use last stand. Please use last oh, stand. Yeah. Nope, <laughs> just hits the airdrop. Then might throw it on there for uh, the bombing run. I'm yeah. like, and we can do oh, a whole boy. other series on that. But I, I, so, <laughs> so I think I think now you can actually get to the point where even in late game, even if you get down to zero manpower, say you got about three nodes on, and you get that tick of maybe, you know, all you need is 15, preferably a little bit more so you don't have to do the dash on click, but if you get 15 manpower and then you're able to convert at 30 each from an ammunition and a fuel, you're at 75, click it, drop it, you actually got an airhead mid and late game. I think that's going to be a change. Do I think I'm going to see that in all the public matches? Eh, probably not. Um, I, I don't know if we're going to get to that, you know, zero airhead bounce, but definitely in some of the uh, organized battles, I can see that yeah. happening. And let's let's just let's just break bread on what just happened to no Team North America yesterday Ugh. in the veteran. There was a veteran level 100 plus yep. match hosted by Exodus, uh, which brought in teams from North America and EU. Yep. Um, and just Team EU had the stuff and coordinated the moves all the way down. Um, it really just goes to show the team that cooperates maximizes that nodes count early yep. is gotta drastically improve uh oh, yeah. the odds of winning like it's insane uh, i mean earning resources made more challenging now that you can't build a node the sneaky nodes in the red zone nor that would you want to with the whole half time cut down support <laughs> play which ah! might just be defeated by the meta you know of just spawning as a uh, rifleman then topping back to support but the intention of the whole half cooldown timer with those nodes is yeah it's it's really you're gonna see a lot of centralized nodes on points and you'll get to win them then you're gonna lose them well <laughs> and, 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 but if you get that midpoint odds are losing them are pretty slim by that point you've already got the the, the early hop um, with wink more tanks and supply traps coming yep. um, with an organized node structure early. Yep. Um, so that your odds just greatly improve. Yep. And you know, I, I, I think, uh, all this before I get to my last benefit that comes from this economy, all this is still completely dependent on individuals building nodes. And therefore, because we were putting this, you notice at the top of the screen, look at my right angle here, build your nodes. They are more plentiful now. Build those nodes. That's right about me. That's yeah. A, yeah, there you go. It's like the Brady Bunch going on here. <laughs> lady. Anyway. You make that like highlighted. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same way as a post-production, make it kind of like zoom out, build your nodes. Do but it. I mean, we're still dependent Just on do individuals it. doing what their class needs to be able to do for somebody else to be able to do what they need to do. And I, you know, this gets to one of the kind of the major questions about this game, which we, you talk about a developer choice. How complex do you want to make it to where one individual is dependent on another individual and how simplistic to where an individual can win an entire match? Um, so for this one, I still acknowledge that, yes, the economy has the opportunity 
to be much more robust, uh, the resource economy that is specifically, but it's still dependent getting on some microeconomics going on in here. Uh, yeah. you, you know, it's not important in game microeconomics, you know, maybe, maybe I, I mean, the, the drive's always got to be getting <laughs> supplies down first, yep. getting nodes up first. Yep. It, it shouldn't get more complicated than that. Yep. So, so let's get to the, the second part where I think this gives a bigger benefit to, and I think this is a benefit that only commanders can truly, truly understand how valuable this is, but ammunition. So fuel, we talked about, hey, probably not going to happen. Manpower, we talked about airhead's going to be the biggest one. Maybe you're going to be able to get a, a reinforced to be able to win a cap race, something of that nature. But ammunition i know we've all you been talking down. six man arty crews now I, are you talking to six man arty crew i don't know we're going that i don't gun. know we're going that far six man arty <laughs> but that's a lot of resource drain but i'm talking about when you get down to those 200 you know we, we saw before hey arty can you get off can you get off i need to be able to use a an ability or a commander's order specifically what they call shouldn't happen anymore shouldn't happen anymore if I, you're winning if you're winning i see and, and you know for me i even think that if a team gets to four ammo nodes even to the second point back if they don't if you know i think if you're down to your last point you're you probably already messed up you know but i think even if yeah. you're back down to your second point you didn't win mid cap maybe you took mid pap but now they took it back you're on your second point i still think there's enough opportunity to get the uh, nodes down to be able to generate a consistent artillery throw uh, artillery uh, pressure with a bomb and run with supply drops, things of that nature. Uh, this is obviously something that we still got to play around with more. I know personally on this one, talking about the economy before we move on to the next question, uh, Omaha Beach. Omaha Beach, as Germans, we got up to 3,800 total resources between uh, ammo, manpower, and fuel. It was just ridiculous the way that we were generating on that. So uh, that's what I see as the biggest meta change. Uh, Digi, uh, I think you had it just right. Um, let, me, let me go ahead and take us into question number two on this one. So question number two, what's the biggest change at the individual player level, either positive or negative? Uh, and, and to me, you brought out the acronym uh, time to travel. I'm going to go ahead and bring out the acronym time to kill or TTK. This is a lot that's when property, uh, promoting it up. If you play Battlefield 5 or you follow Battlefield 5, the TTK is a major change that they made and adjusted. And I feel like for a lot of players, the TTK is one of the specific things that separated this or found that sweet spot between a military simulation like Postscriptum and Battlefield 5 Arcade. That sweet spot is something they need to be able to do this. And I, I want to I actually switch over here to the uh, dev brief of 104 where they uh, actually kind of called out uh, the TTK specifically on here. And, and this dev brief, I'll go back up to here, this dev brief was actually very focused, and a lot of the community reacted to friendly fire adjustments. I, I think going through the weekend, the friendly fire, I did not hear. If I heard one complaint about friendly fire, I, I heard... Turned off. I have turned off my name tag Don't capacity do it. Don't do it. in public matches, and I have not killed one person. Yep. Yep. So, on my team. So this I, won't happen. I think a lot of us kind of, we realized what this could be. And I want, I want to pull it out here a little bit. And I don't want to pander or read to them. But, uh, you know, they talk about the hitbox changes. And I want to point out here, the, the shooter would often soak up far more damage than desired, making the TTK feel longer than desired. So it's clear that they didn't want these bullet sponges Going down to the other part, we know much of the appeal. They acknowledge we we don't want bullet sponge games. We don't. We definitely don't want like Tom Clancy Division, where you're just like throwing a machine gun, reloading something of that nature. But we don't want the Battlefield series in this game, and I think a lot of the player base uh, feels very strongly about that. Uh, so I'm going to highlight this because it gets later in testing. We found this strikes the right balance between rewarding accuracy, which I think is important, and also maintaining a quick. TTK. So they've already acknowledged, yes, we want it. So let's go ahead and look what their adjustments have brought to us. Uh, uh, Digi, I think you brought up this video here. He's coming this up the stick. Uh, oh. this, is, this is a shocker. Just oh. uh, breathe I, this one in. Oh, you know, and I've got it on loop here because it, it's just, it's just, uh, he's coming down the stairs. Uh, we've all been here. Don't but, shoot for the hands. Don't. They're, and, and, they're wearing and, iron gauntlets and, now. It's just like, like, it's, <laughs> you know, that point, like an Iron Man where he's just like blocking, uh, you know, all this stuff. Um, but, it's uh, but, Captain Germany here with the shield. Like, it's insane how that, uh, 
that this has gone down. I mean, obviously, something's broken. Something's broken. Something's broken. Something's broken. And I want to point out, if you watch this again, it's not just the uh, first the guy that we're watching this from. It's also the other guy. The other guy, they're both just spraying each other. But because they're at the angle on the stairs, it's just an extreme example of where you're getting this this just horrible time to kill. You should not be dropping a clip. Look, he actually breaks the shot. He, he's like, clack, 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 that's three quarters of a clip. He's got to be dead. Nope, the other guy keeps coming back. <laughs> so, uh, you know, y you have a developers that said, I want a short TTK. Update 8 comes out. We've got this. And this is, this is kind of what I, I like about it because now the developers here acknowledge that you know maybe maybe this didn't quite work so uh we i was go a little far yeah, maybe you, yeah you well and here, here's the thing um and they, they put out hey here's our we've heard update eight real quick and these are the things we immediately want to respond to uh, i'm mm -hmm. going to read this one specifically ttk of rifle slash other small arms to infantry can spike upwards no s um I, I haven't quite debated whether how much cussing we're going to do on this i don't know i feel like if we're drinking whiskey we should also be cussing a little bit uh so anyway uh can spike upwards in certain circumstances here's the thing that i really want to focus on we have a couple of theories on why this can occur and we're looking into it okay so this this is this is kind of key for me and kind of concerning because uh it's concerning one that you put out before the update that you want to reduce the time to kill. And, and you make that. And, and the community breezes that over because, hey, that sounds good. And then update 8 comes out, and we get the opposite of it. And, and we're going to talk in a little bit on how much of the opposite of it that we're going to be able to get. Um, this is why it's concerning. You wanted to pull one lever, and instead of getting the result, you got the opposite result. I'm a developer. I, I acknowledge how extremely hard this is. Um, but this is the type of things I expect uh, from a mature developer like Team 17 uh, that just didn't happen here. And that's why it's concerning. Now, I'm going to talk about why I feel comforting on this. Um, none of us are perfect. I appreciate the quick... Please make me feel comfortable. Oh, Please yeah. I'm just, just going to warm you. Just give you a little bear I am, I am cold to the bone after 18 hours of this new update. Yep. And dealing with this situation. Yep. Please give me some comforting news. <laughs> so... I, for me, and this is why I feel comfortable, they acknowledge their faults. And I, I think there's a, in video games, in real life, there's a lot of power to acknowledging that you made a mistake, uh, both from yourself to be able to get to a right place to be able to fix it, and then also from the others to say, look, we're all human. We get it. I'm not, in your, I'm not up behind your console. I'm not seeing all the different levers to pull. I get it. Uh, but what also makes me uh, comfortable a little bit more with this is Update 7 had a huge crashing issue. Um, and I think, uh, you know, from that standpoint, you know, it was, well, we're trying to figure it. Send us your logs. Send us your things. We got theories. Go back to that. We have theories thing. Is this more than one issue that's impacting this increased time to kill? Uh, I think it was for Update 7. It was uh, the sounds from explosions. And if I remember correctly, it was body limbs being generated that just got into mm -hmm. a continuous loop. Um, but when I thought of that, that wouldn't cross my mind. In the greater scheme of things, I'm more, frust I'm more frustrated about my game crashing than I am a bullet sponge. I don't like either one. Let me make that perfectly clear. But I'm more on that one. So I'd rather have the stability than the higher TTK. Um, uh, Digi, I know we were kind of talking this a little bit before the show, and, and you actually found a great thing. Uh, I want to give uh, full acknowledgement to the uh, individuals here, our, our good doctors, Doctor uh, Toy Good guys. Doctor. Good doctors. The doctor. Yeah, what, what is that? Uh, in uh, a spies doctor like us. Doctor Tollywurst and Doctor Astro Man. Doctor. Doctor. You know the uh, doctor. 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 Cheers, Doctor. So they did the work. They put in the effort, and these are the little like key crunching stuff that makes this community just so fantastic. It does on the spot. You know, we've got some real time data of some TTK bullets <laughs> amounts. Her weapon at range, you know, to put in that work is very valuable. 
um, to get a good sense of, well, yep. you know, what did they nerf? What did they buff? And we're going to go know, ahead and let's, we're going to go ahead and put some the, of the highlights. Yeah. We're going to put the link on this one in the uh, show notes here so you can go to it on your own. Uh, but to, to make sure we don't, you know, uh, beat this one up, uh, what do we do until then? Well, I think there's a few takeaways that the good doctors brought to us. And those t- takeaways are the STG and the bar are no longer, you know, they received the nerf bat. Boom. They're no longer one hit weapons. They're now two hits. Is that a big deal? I, I mean, I don't know. Everybody knew the SPG was the- uh, it's, it's, I mean, contention of like the round they're shooting in real life. Yep. That's kind of a big deal. Yep. Well, and <laughs> that's I, a big bullet. And that's I, a big bullet. The, the bar impacted, you know, greatly. Like the, all the American weapons got some sort of recoiling readjustments done. Yep. That I would, I would place the stick ahead of the bar as it always has been. But even now, more so that that margins kind of spread. But adding it as two bullets for the bar, where your first shot might be on target, but your second shot might be <laughs> ten feet above their head. Yep, that's a big deal. Well, that's and a I, big deal for the realism yep. um, of the moment. You so, know, conclusion number two that they uh, drew for us: the MP40 in regards to lethality, lethality, whatever, mm. uh, is greater than the Thompson. If you want to drop people quicker, you need to go with the MP40. Uh, we could go back to the video. I don't remember which one the guy was using. Uh, I still think that's a lot to do with the arms and whatnot. But uh, in general, uh, through their analysis, MP40 is greater than Thompson. Uh, the Grand, no doubt. The Grand and G40. No doubt. That thing shoots a that shoots a rope now. It's a rope. <laughs> it's crazy. The Grand. The, the pattering is just amazing on that yeah. weapon now. The Garand and G40, no changes in regard to damage. You already brought up the changes in regards to recoil, which I think has a lot of, you know, you, you got to be able to, okay, this isn't the same as it was before update eight. What's the difference? It's not just one thing. It could be multiple things for the, the Garand. It's not the damage. It's the, um, the dispersion between shots, if you will. Now, here is something that I thought was key that, that really came out of it, and saving it here for last. The Car 98 is always a one-shot kill to the torso. Everything, obviously... Love it or loathe it. Love it or loathe it. That's all I'm going to say. Car 98, some some people, big fanboys. Others, you know, being forced into that position to really hone their leading. Yep. That's a problem for some people. So, again, I think that's totally fair in making that still the one hit. You know, and and even it it should even carry out a little bit more distance. Now, getting that tracking shot to go... Is always going to be the the real question if whether you actually led your shot properly or not. But uh, a one hit, big difference. Yep. And I, I think what you're going to, what you, you know, some of us actually might, I was going to say, is this a bad thing? I think on the surface it is. For me personally, I think this kind of is like, okay, let me focus more on aiming and getting to that spectrum of, you know, Milsim versus Arcade. If I know that aiming at a torso is going to be a, a one-hit, uh, not a one-hit wonder, but a one a single-hit uh, kill, or then let me go ahead and focus that on a little bit. Now, we, I know we're going to get later into uh, one of your changes, uh, but I, I think that's key there. So uh, I appreciate yeah. uh, the good doctors for their analysis. Uh, remember, when we're talking about kills on this, Doctor. this is torso Doctor. damage, headshots. We're going to go through this. Uh, I think you got to... We uh, talk a little bit about headshots here. So, um, did you? Uh, yeah, but uh, quickly, I'd like to point the 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 focus. I mean, this TTK has both crushed me and it has also bailed me out in the time I've been playing this new update. You might be the guy getting shot at, and you've got enough time to react and spin around and one tap the guy shooting at you. Or you could be that guy, you know. <laughs> you know, there's, there's, there's just two running ways through to an look open at that field. Too. It's more forgiving in some situations, and then you hate to be the guy that's putting ten rounds at somebody and they're not going down. So there's, there's a lot of give and take. It, it does kind of like simplify some things out and makes others really, really frustrating. Yep. Um, but yeah, my tip to everyone is don't rush that first shot. Yep. If you are in cover and you have the drop on the enemy. Breathe. Breathe. Just take a, just take a quick, quick second. Breathe. Set up your shot so your first shot's a kill shot. And if there's multiple enemies, you really, really want that to happen. Because if you got to get that first shot, it, it has to hit them. And you got to turn to the next guy. Your, your next follow-up shot might not be as great. So at least take out one while you're on it. Because I think multi-kill plays are going to be fewer and far between. 
Yep. But uh, they might sound something like this. Okay, so let's go ahead and see what we got going on here. This is a Digi over the weekend. Did you want to walk us through this one? Mm. Just luck of the draw, baby. Just luck of the draw. He's a bike recover, jumps over there. What do we got? Boom, one headshot, two headshot, three headshot. Oh, the medic, too. Man, the medic with that winner camo. That's it. So now we're going down. Can he get a fourth? He's already got the hat trick. We're going in here. Oh, there it is. Feeling good. And no, we're not getting And that TTK gets me in the end. Yep, it does. <laughs> so that is, that, that is, in the nutshell, what you could envision multiple kills being. It's a lot of headshot sounds. Um, and you've really just a lot of luck and being at the right place, right time. That's, that's going to make the most, uh, <laughs> they got to make the most of the moment, baby. That's what it's about. Yep. Yep. So uh, I, 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 I bow to that, that clip. Uh, I did not have anything nearly as uh, monumental of that clip, but uh, that's what happens. You know, if you stream for 24 hours, I guess you wind up to, you know, one of those good uh, 10 seconds. Yeah, clips. you'll get, I got like a couple of good moments, just a few. <laughs> so, uh, so a did, lot of drinking. So did you, uh, let's go ahead and get on to question number three. What's the biggest change at the in, uh, individual uh, player level uh, or yours to uh, uh, positive or negative on this one here? Uh, this so is the individual player level, it's got to carry through <laughs> what we were just talking about. Uh, a lot of the weapons and kind of how they're hitting. But the thing that's got me thinking the most after this update, and it feels like I got snuck in under the rug of, you know, oh, the, the team kill, you know, is half rate. I feel like this should have been more of the main focus was there's a lot of unlockable SMGs now yep. for a variety of classes that there's a lot of automatic weapons now in the game. And it's got you kind of wondering, you know, is, is the car 98 going to be taking a backseat outside of the medic class? And if you have a roll under level three, because <laughs> that's all it takes to get unlocked the uh, MP40 for a lot of Axis powers. Yep. Uh, it's just hit level three and support, and you're running around with an MP40 all day. Yep. Um, I have to tell you, those yeah, those MP40s are just deadly now. Uh, just incredibly accurate um, and really versatile for a lot of situations that they weren't previously. Uh, I'm still testing out the grease gun. I will get some numbers back, hopefully by next show on the grease gun. All I can say now is I kind of like the way it looks. That's about all I got for that. Um, you know, if is this the, the real thing that I'm looking at from the low, like the player perspective of all these new automatic rifles is, is this a play against the historic realism values of the game for the benefit of balance? Because you had some so much griping on the Reddit, on Steam, all the all the different channels about. Yep. Wow, it's so unbalanced in the gunplay. Well, yes, and, and I bring back up the spectrum, the spectrum that we're trying to you know walk a very fine line between realism, postscriptum, and mm. arcade Battlefield Five. Yeah, you know, Hell at Loose in in my my opinion is 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 right in in the middle. You got elements of this, you got elements of that, but it's your own sub sub genre yep. of the arcade shooter realism values and that's what i come here for <laughs> you know uh it's gonna make more appearance i think with this whole automatic rifles you know on this show probably into the next show uh we just got to do more testing see what the community is going to say is this actually for the benefit or has it really detracted from its original mission of staying pure to the historic values of things and, and here, so what are your thoughts in john here, here's one i haven't quite made my mind up on this one i i acknowledge that you there's a few different factors here you know yes we want a historically accurate game a, you know to a point uh, and, and it's always hard finding that midpoint. I mean, we, we've adjusted one notch to arcade in update eight. And everybody's like, oh my God, blah, blah, blah. But no one has complained about the reloading time of the car 98. Everybody's like, oh, this needed to happen. Uh, the other aspect where I look at this one is, you know, it's clear. Uh, C-Dub has put out some information uh, talking about uh, imbalance between fractions. You know, uh, yes, we want a Milsim game, and we all know that Germans lost the war. Do we want the Germans to be uh, to lose every game in there? No, you know, we, we want a 50-50 chance. So is this, to me, and this is why I still have these questions. I don't have the answer for these yet. Um, is this a reaction to the devs to make this game more balanced for the public players and competitive by giving just 
uh, moving that kind of uh, infantry level, you know, getting on a more even kill? Or is this the fact that just everybody's like, ooh, new shiny STG. We can have two STGs in a squad now. I got to use the STG. And people haven't realized, go back to what the good doctor showed us, car 98s are one-shot kills. Your STG is a two-shot kill. Is it good? We got to find after a week or two. Oh, of don't get down that road. You know, suppression's got to make up for every little hey, misdemeanor hey, on that hey, STG. Hey, like but, you, you said, take a well-aimed shot. Take a, hey, you take, don't got you don't got to suppress a dead guy. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Right. You are, but I mean, it's in a sense, car 98 versus the bar is the right argument, right? STG yeah. is just there to give some love and support, right? Put that suppression effect down while the car 98s are just clipping by yep. um, at range. I mean, there are certain maps that I will prefer a car 98 over um, an MP40, obviously. I mean, there's a lot of good ranged St. Mare. There's there's a lot of open fields to cover that, uh, you know, it's just so rewarding. One shot, one kill. Yep. Um, as you as that that guy is like, I, I know they're, they're probably saying a quick prayer before they cross any field, but it is so entertaining to watch people run across giant 200 meter fields yep. to get dropped by a car 98. Like yep. that will never go away. So, uh, all right. Well, I, I, I think we've nailed question two, even though I, uh, got ahead of myself. So, uh, now let's mm -hmm. officially get to question number three. Uh, what is the biggest change you think many people haven't noticed but they probably should. Did you? Yeah. And this one to me uh, is kind of like the crux of, I think the show in my mind is the biggest change to take notice is that spawns have received a lot of tweaking and how they're destroyed. Uh, garrisons no longer able to be, are able to be destroyed by types of explosions uh, such as grenades and artillery shells. Like whoa, that's a total big change. <laughs> uh, that is totally like, whoa, mind blowing as somebody who played a lot of artillery back in the day, just, I'd be I'd be giggling at oh. how many garrisons I could blow up in a, in one match. Well, dude, and, um, and don't get don't get me wrong. One of my favorite <laughs> things to do in this game was pr pretend that I was in Die Hard. I forgot the main character's name in Die Hard. What his his character was, but run by a garrison, right click a grenade, drop it in, and just run away. You know, and like yeah. boom. You know, <laughs> uh, on top of that, now outposts have even gotten the uh, the little yep. tweak change. They can now be proximity destroyed by tanks driving past them. You can do a drive-by now without <laughs> having to get out of your tank, which in itself is a little bit hyster like hysterical that you can just like, boop, and you're out of the tank Yep. Uh, just by holding F. And so now you can just drive by with a tank. You know, you might be going through a wheat field, realizing it now like you were an infantryman. So I took down an outpost. I didn't even see it. <laughs> You and know, that's going to be the thing. It's going to be a what? Yeah. Additionally, now OPs are like the old garrisons and they can be destroyed by tank shells, grenades and arty. Yep. That's a lot of explosives. Just just downright can kill an offensive drive. Um, I think it's really worth our attention as it's just going to accentuate the issues of moving the offense forward with outposts being so easy to shut down with any light coordination by a defense. Um, it, it just pays big defensively when you have an organized artillery group. Now, I, I think uh, I'm seeing it in the chat. Artillery is going to trump a lot if, if it's coordinated and it's organized. Yep. Well, you know, there's there's got to be no approach from an outpost. And I, um, I, I know of garrisons. I know a few people that are going to roll their eyes at this. Do you know the one spawn that's never been destroyable? An airhead. Now, you can lock it down, of course, but you can't destroy yeah. an airhead. I'm just saying. Till today, I'm just you can destroy the airheads now. Can you now? Okay. You can. I did not. <laughs> that's, I did. that's the other uh, meta change that's uh, it's kind I mean, of like the thing is you can now take down an airhead instead of just camping on it, right? I, and nobody could spawn. So I guess it can be destroyable. So yeah, no, I sh shut your dirty whore mouth because it's <laughs> well, I guess it's my, in a sense, uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of hampering on the offensive pushes. Yeah. Um, it's just got to be good practice. You know, the defensive garrisons are just a bigger pest to dismantle now, not being able to blow them up with artillery. Uh, but it's not unattainable. I never had an issue just holding F. It's just always good heads up to get a homie to watch your six while you're doing it. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's those are some sweeping changes that I think are really might not have been in everybody's radar at, at, at first glance. But if somebody plays offense, they're really huge um, and should take note. I mean, off OPs, you live and die by where the OP can be placed. Yeah. So here, here's here's it's crazy. Here's here's my thoughts on that. I think. And I, I, I will kind of be presenting this out and think about the game. I didn't want these to be unintended consequences. But I think 
maybe this is two things. Either maybe this is an unintended consequence that they didn't think through, or let's go back to this is an early access game. And uh, for those that have ever uh, fired a 50 caliber machine gun, uh, you know you make bold adjustments when you're trying to hit a target. Uh, Is this a bold adjustment that they want to see how it reacts to be able to determine where the sweet spot is as opposed to just gradual changes to try to get there? We went from one change, one extreme to another extreme. Um, It might be. I don't like it. Let me be honest as a player. I don't like the bold adjustments. Uh, I think, especially now with the public test realm, you, uh, you have a place to test that. I don't think you put that in update eight. Uh, the only, maybe one of these, I would say that I like kind of going forward. And I, I maybe like, maybe like is a little too strong of a term. Our garrisons destroyed by artillery, I think was always kind of those one things. I liked the idea that it had to be an infantryman in close proximity, maybe via grenade or physically on that actually had to reduce a garrison or take down a garrison. Um, I I think I kind of like that change. I know I might be on the fringe here, um, especially with, there were some really good artillery players that just knew, Hey, there's going to be a garrison here. It's right between the offensive defensive line. Boom. It's down. I'm good. Um, I guess I kind of point that I think you are you're standing you're, you're you're looking outside I I can't agree with that yeah um, I, I I really think being able to drive back a garrison and just destroy with artillery is a huge push on any like public or competitive match play because that actually gives the advantage in that okay we can weaken we can soften a target right why would you use artillery to begin with other than to soften something up take out key vital areas away from the your opponent i I think being able to destroy garrisons that's critical in a sense now now it's now i can see why they probably tossed it with garrisons being spaced 200 meters yes if you lose one it's a little bit it's very damaging um but just having that constant study i mean yeah i guess you could continue just milk a spot you know you're hitting a lot of kills from which is likely the garrison yep but I think that just plays way too hard in the uh, def- defensive. Like it's just, it just strengthens the defense uh, balance just way too much. Yep. Well, and, and uh, you know, I, I can get with you on the point that, you know, just, just killing infantry with artillery clears an infantry man at maximum 50 seconds, 10 second kill spawn. Yeah. And you get the bad end of the timer with the 40 seconds. I can get that. Okay, the artillery isn't really denying access from a permanent standpoint. We get the garrison. From a quality of life standpoint, it got really damn annoying to be like, we lost our garrison at the point, but there's no one around it. It's, well, we lost it. You need to go back and put it up because of artillery or a bombing run or something of that nature. You know, should bo- maybe, maybe that's a question. Should bombing runs take out garrisons? I mean, and this is all thing we're going to develop further in the show. Uh, I, I think it really comes down to a lot of sensitivity, both in ba- updates. Bombing and- runs do take out garrisons. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, no, but no, the question is, the, the, (laughs) oh God, episode zero and I'm already, this is, this is how it's going to be. No, no. uh, All stack number two. (laughs) For those that keep me track, that's two. No, Uh, the, it wasn't a statement. It was a should bombing runs. We could go back to the replay. I'll go ahead and get out my officials here. Hey, uh, Maury, can you go ahead and take us back to the uh, instant replay? We could see whether, what Inchon said. No. Uh, should bombing runs take out garrisons? I mean, that's a question. I don't think we necessarily need to answer it here. Uh, but for me, for answer number three of uh, th- things that well, you haven't noticed yet, but maybe we should, uh, it also relates to garrisons. Um, and you already kind of touched on it, uh, touched on it. But I think one uh, is the main: the reduction of garrisons down from ten to eight, so re- minus two garrisons maximum. Pretty minor, though. That's pretty minor. Well, and Be- because of your next point. Because the distance between the two is now 200 meters. And, and the reason why I don't think a lot of people have realized this, uh, you know, they say a picture is worth a thousand words. And uh, uh, most can't. I, I, I probably slaughtered his name, but uh, it, one of the best personalities. And I will not consider this uh, show successful until we have him on to be able to interview. Uh, but this is one of my favorite cartoons. Shout out, Moss Kent. Shout up. out. Cheers. I think see that, you, that, see you in two weeks, buddy. I think that's a cheers. 
So cheers. Right. Yeah, there you go. Cheers, Just keep doing what you're doing. We all love your artistic abilities. Oh, yeah. Especially uh, every every everyone that gets posted, uh, I just I just look at it and smile because it hits hits the nail right on the head. Yep. Every time. So so you got the cartoon up here, which I think is I mean from any squad leaders, yeah. It's if you're in squad chat, uh, first off, it it it's it's just one of the most memorable and worst parts of this game is command chat. Uh, but you know, we need a garrison. Somebody needs a garrison. Who's going to build the garrison? I'm not going to build the garrison. You're going to build the garrison. The reason why people haven't realized this yet is because very rarely in matches, unless it's like offensive mode, did a team ever get up to 10 garrisons? Um, eight? Yeah, probably fine. Most public games. To where I see this actually having an issue, uh, it, and it kind of actually, I'm going to use a little bit of this cartoon to point it out. You see here, you got five squad leaders all saying, I need a garrison, I need a garrison. Uh, if one of those squad leaders, specifically that middle squad leader right there, puts down his garrison with the 200-meter expansion, all those other squad leaders now can't put down any garrisons. And I think that that actually gets to a really big point. So where I don't know, when we get into um, some of the competitive matches or organized matches, where what do you want to do with those eight garrisons? Uh, one, you, obviously, you got the placement perspective of where is going to be the best place for this garrison. In it, it's become more quality than the quantity uh, exactly. impact, right? Ex you really exactly. got to have a game plan in mind. And you know, I was joking the other night. So you got to get on there with uh, some ruler and and scale <laughs> out these great spots and know ahead of time, like here's a good spot, yep. and it's two hundred and ten meters from this spot, right? Oh, you and, really have to have a strategy that. Playing commander is a totally new set of challenges with this 200 meter thing. Because I, I, I've dropped supplies in an open field, not you know, not knowing what the new map changes, but <laughs> is it 200 meters away from this other garrison? Minding you could stretch 50 meters, is still at play. Yep, it's just really well, thin lines when your grids are 100 by 100. You have to really track that visualization around a circle. And if you don't play spot. squad leader, be ready for your squad leader just to ping on the map to check 200 meters like what's at the ping oh, yeah. nothing i'm just checking distance but yeah. <laughs> I, I think i think what's going to come in the eight and i don't think it's going to be so much in public games because once again public games you you were happy to get three garrisons down in some public games i think what's going to be interesting is what we see on the organized or competitive battles is what's your distribution of the eight uh, as a general rule i always like to have three garrisons around the defensive point that i currently hold then you're left with five. Do you put three offensive garrisons to be able to have kind of a main and right and left flank? And that only gives you two fallback garrisons. I think that might be kind of where I, when I was playing commander on this update, I kind of found that sweet spot. Now you get into where you have a good recon player taking out those back fallback garrisons. You're down to one fallback garrison. You lose that defensive point. You're down to one garrison. I, I can see this kind of steamroll happening to where now commanders in a competitive battle might have to determine how much offense do I want to sacrifice uh, or how much you know fallback garrisons do I want to sacrifice to be able to have an offensive garrison and vice versa. Um, I'm not sure. Well, that all depends on if you've got the mid cap. I yep. think that's always going to play the biggest chunk uh, is who owns mid cap possession. Cause I lean more offense if you're like second to last, whereas the mid cap, I'm starting to look at things more of 50, 50. Yep. Um, you know, even to that extent, even more so defensive and you're more likely going to win. Yep. Right. And I, I um, Harrison's wise. I mean, think the recon think more airheads are now going to be used. I, I had a couple games in that 16-hour uh, marathon that <laughs> the airhead would drop, and all of a sudden you just lose your garrison without realizing it, and it's like okay, we're we're being back cap guys yep. <laughs> from the backside. Oh, I could do a whole uh, I can do a whole show on just airheads, and I wish I can clip how many bad airheads I have seen dropped oh, yeah. by uh, rookie commanders. Uh, quick shout out. There's a lot of changes. I don't know if people realize commanders now. You need to be level ten to fill the role. Good, bad. I don't know. We'll we'll kind of get on that. But um, all right. So let's go ahead. We're you know the show is already. We we didn't know exactly how long it was going to run, but a lot of content to talk about. Update eight. Question number four. The change that left us most confused. And and let me go ahead and clarify. Kind of earlier, a lot of these answers, these questions are not such unintended consequences or things that, you know, possible bugs, you know, grass rendering. Uh, with that said, I, I would be remiss if we didn't at least highlight 
uh, some of the issues. And uh, Wild Thing TV uh, actually clipped this on here, just firing through grass, just and not not seeing it. It's getting stopped within a centimeter of the barrel, you know? Yeah. Grass is impenetrable. Yeah. I mean, that that, that right there is clearly <laughs> unintended consequences. So we are not going to talk about that. But I think it's worth watching it one more time that if you haven't seen this, consider yourself lucky. Uh, this is something the developers need to fix. But... Uh, yeah. <laughs> It's just a real toss-up fighting in them canals now, man. Purple Art Lane is a whole new game. <laughs> just watch out. Indeed. <laughs> the Iron Grass. So, uh, and we're kind of, and this one's going to be a little short, uh, but things that uh, I, just, I just left scratching my head is why can you not kill AT mines with a bullet anymore shot from a rifle? To me, that, you know, that just, I, I, where in the game does that have, like, oh, you know what's really going to improve this game? You know what's really going to help us out, guys? Okay, I know we can change, like, free look, and I know we can give other things. No, no, no. AT mines are too easy to destroy. I, I don't see where that happened. Uh, to me, if, if you guys are out there right now, uh, we, we, there's some testing and feedback that's already been responded. Uh, you can obviously destroy them with grenades. That's still in place. Uh, they're still removable. And you can also destroy them, uh, what we used to call the squad killer. An AP mine next to an AT mine, that explosion, that daisy chain will still close the AT mine. But uh, to me, that just left my head scratching. I, I don't know why. Yeah, I'm just looking through the chat comments that Ninja Pulver's got uh, to stop people from placing mines next to tanks and shooting them. So that that in its essence, but you then you go up to follow up the counterpoint and just throw a nade next to it. <laughs> yeah. so it's like, did that really have the intended purpose that you were trying to achieve? Because I, you know, there was nothing more rewarding than getting that mine underneath the tank and then shooting it. You know, I, I, that was the best kamikaze there was. Yeah. Uh, if you're gonna t- play that way, but uh, yeah, well, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. Well, and, and just to that point, this is this is one reason we were talking about setting up the show. I wanted to have a live show, and I wanted to have a recording. Uh, posted uh, for afterwards. So if you're listening to this recording, obviously catch us out on Twitch next time. But I, I think that's a good point. I, I didn't think of that, and I appreciate the feedback. My response back to that would be, if you're an engineer that can get behind a tank that's staying stationary and have enough time to put down an AP... Reward me, damn it. Reward him, exactly. Like, uh, that, that tank's in a bad... That tank should die. That tank, I, I, I've died so many times trying to do that, that, you know, just getting that one in ten, it makes it all worth it. You yeah. feel really, really good about yourself. <laughs> yeah, so, so now... Getting the, the mind down. So now, now you're in the position where, like, Okay, well, we can still reward the engineer player. He's got to put the end on the AT mine. I don't know what the seconds are to put down AT mine. Then he's got to put the AP mine, which if the tanker is still oblivious to this point, he's still going to be yeah. able to do. Then he's got to back up, you know, get in range, you know, and then shoot the AP mine. And to me, I just, I'm, 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 I'm perplexed by it, so... Uh, Digi, oh, what's the one that left your, your head scratching on this one? This got me a little scratching, but I know that's on the way. It's just a matter of time, but I'm a very, very invested into the maps. I've always, uh, you know, appreciated this game for its realistic maps and how they're developed. You know, Danny Art and his crew at, uh, the production studios are fantastic, uh, artists, um, on staff. Big shout out to those guys. The only thing that's got me spinning is they dropped this new update eight with a couple changes, couple changes on a few maps um you know and i just really want to key in on saint marigles western approach let's go ahead and pull that up here and get that that map up there so everybody knows where western approach is so it's those triangular barns that always were there totally been reworked um with this new update and it's i love i love what they've done with it it's uh you know it's nice new facelift it's got several different types of structures and bunctures um, it's really organic feel. It's a good place to fight over now, as opposed to that, that damn shell t- turtle shell that, that would always become at, um, at Western. Yep. Um, uh, but the thing they haven't done is they haven't updated the map to reflect these changes. So it still is ref- showing these old placements. Um, and this is just the one I highlighted in. I know there's a couple of new ones that, you know, I'm playing as commander. I'm dropping a, Oh, this has always been a good spot for an airhead. It's now an open field. <laughs> so, and, like, and, and the, I, you know, <laughs> this is just the one I was keying in on. So, I think the maps, they're going to get an update. Who's to say when that's going to be? Uh, that was just the one that's had me scratching my head that they dropped this massive update, but they didn't bother to fix the maps in the base, the base game. And to the so, point, 
as a commander, if you're always wondering if you dropped a bear, uh, bad airhead, your squad leaders will let you know. They'd be like, well, it's great to be spotted over here. You know, <laughs> you'll quickly know if you dropped a bad airhead as a commander. Um, so no, I, 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 I didn't even realize that one. That's, uh, obviously with the time and attention that you put in the game, I, I really appreciate you bringing that one up. That uh, was just a catch. Like I'm just going through chat here. So, I mean, there's somebody saying something about the chapel's been changed. Uh, you know, there's just a couple of various locations that they've tweaked a little bit, yep. but it, I, I live spatially when I play this game because I want to know where my next set of covers going to be. Yep. I'm like, okay, squad, we're going this way around that building to the point that makes a huge difference in the way I play the game. So having it be reflective and cause information's power a lot in this game. So knowing that ahead of time is just crucial part of the planning, you know, on the fly, you're going to make a change as you see, you know, bodies here on the map and so on and so forth. So I know what's going to come. Yeah. They got good artist crew um, at the, at the publisher. So I appreciate it. Um, the dubs devs do good with the art. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. And I think that's one aspect that, I mean, <laughs> you ruined my immersion, you know, but because I, you know, that memes out my there. immersion, my immersion that memes out there. And, the, and, and uh, apart from the meme, uh, the, the developers have done a great job of uh, making the, the look and the feel of this game. Um, now there's things that I know we haven't talked about in this, uh, this show. Uh, we had, we didn't talk about the sounds. We didn't talk about the buildables. We didn't talk about the new map. Uh, what we want to know, especially in the comments when this show is posted, what's your for? Remember, to, uh, answers to these questions that we've asked ourselves. Uh, put it down there. Uh, we, we know there's a lot to do. Only in an hour-long show for this one. Uh, let's keep the discussion going. But uh, I, I think for Update 8, I, Digi, I, th- I, th- I think we've covered the main points. We, we, we breathed on it. I think there's so much more underlaying, but we've got the main, we got the skeleton. Yeah. Um, you know, I think there's a lot more meaty parts to, to hit on, but that's going to take a lot more time in game, kind of working through some of this stuff. Was it for a positive? Was it a real negative? I mean, I can say what I know, but I, at the end of the day, you know, you just got to get in there and play some more. Um, I, I definitely am not uh, done testing through this update. All I know is a, a lot of things have become more influenced um and pronounced in the balance uh shift so a lot more defensive positioning get your mid cap snuggle (laughs) just just get a little warm just so warm in there build those nodes yeah and and up for six man arty crew and I think I think a lot of what we're seeing right now is there's there's two types of feedback when we're we're putting the show together and digesting all of this I think you see two feedbacks um you have the emotional OMG they changed something and mm-hmm. I just don't like it. And then OMG, they actually broke a, a core covenant with the player base or core mechanic, you know, time to kill. What I'm was. impartial. I think, uh, you know, and just to carry through, if we want to go through some of these live questions, but I think if everyone's thinking like someone isn't thinking, that's yep. George, that's George general George Patton said that one. And, and, and you really have to have both sides of the coin. If you want a good product, I think there's a lot of feedback that they have been receptive to, and they're taking in more and more. Um, and that's, what's got to make this game what we all want to play. I mean, it still captures what I'm after. Um, but it's, it's got, it's, it's got some rough edges that, uh, really need some fighting. Well, um, and I want to I want to respond to one question I saw asked way earlier up in the chat here, mm-hmm. uh, but I think it kind of gets to a lot of this kind of our reaction to the changes. This is an early access game. We have paid and acknowledged this is an un you know mm-hmm. unpolished project, and essentially, you know, they're not paying us for testing; we're paying them. Uh, so the the question that was asked, which I think was a pretty good kind of you know, if I remember it. How long do you consider a game in early access? And are we now at a point where, yes, we should be viewing these changes as still an early access game or not? And I, I don't, I don't know, know if I have an answer with that one right off the top of my head. I don't know. Was the Russians supposed to come in for the base game or for this pre-alpha? Yeah. I think when the Ruskies come in, you've got three factions to play through. Well, you know, I think if, that's a, po- a turning point, right? If, Where if, you can start to say, but 
If this was paradox, I don't know. It's really up to the devs on the on the call there. Yeah, if this was paradox, update six, seven, and eight, and the Eastern Front would all be DLCs. You know, right. if, if we were following Thank the paradox, God, model, we're not that. Yeah, uh, EA would just kind of push some stuff out. So, um, yeah, I, I, I take this back and I take these feedback and I, and I want to see what develops over the next week, what develops over the next two weeks. And one, I go back to why I feel comforted on some of these major changes where the developers said we want uh, A and we actually got B. Um, I, I think that's important. I, I don't know if I could put a time on early access. I think if I had to go out and put to where I felt a in-state or desirable, it's where I can play the game without noticing what's wrong with the game. I think that's when you know you're out of early access. At this point, I think obviously with Update 8, just as it was with Update 7, the update came out, they put these things into effect. We definitely know what it was uh, or things going wrong with the update. Crashes in 7, TT kill, Iron, you know, bulletproof grass in update eight. Um, this is still an early access game, but man, it's a game that I have a lot of enjoyment with. So, yeah, and there's a lot to be enjoyed. Um, you know, again, I think we're at the point to uh, just go through. So, one more thing. So, there's, yeah, it's not worth thunder. Infantry must be 80% of the map. Now, tanks and trucks make up 60% control of the map. I, I and I agree to that point. I think at the base, hard enjoyment through the Hell at Loose experience, I always have. It's just the infantry fighting. I mean, that's what it was most notably about. It was is the engagement time, the T T T E time to engagement. <laughs> so it was got- always so slim and marginal that you know you've you, you're always in the constant heart of the battle to me. And I think starting to lean more in vehicles, it's got to change that dynamic and it's got to mold the game from what it was. Yep. Um, big stance that uh, yeah. I mean, I, I I always have more fun playing as an infantry. Um, I know there's some hardcore tankers out there. Maybe one you. day we'll get one of them on the show, but for now, let's go say. <laughs> so but. if there's any more uh, live live stream questions, uh, go ahead and ask. We'll probably give you another two minutes. Yeah. And we can go through some of that stuff. And then I think we're going to be comfortable to wrap, eh? I, I'm, I'm feeling close. And they, all of a sudden you show those Canadian roots, eh? <laughs> Yeah, it's a pile of moose antlers on my right. What was going to say? We wait for the final question. I I don't know if they've noticed it in the background. I got the green screen up here a little bit with the uh, Marine Corps lineage. The 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 antler in the back, just just quintessential Canadian. I love it. Um, I appreciate you bringing that out there. So great hat rack. (laughs) Yep. So. Well, it looks like it's wrapping up. Uh, Digi, uh, that's that's going to be episode zero uh, in, in all its glory. I know there's, there's you know, uh, once again, I appreciate the team that helped Digi and I present this uh, to the community here. Uh, what's your closing thoughts, man? Yeah, again, what a pleasure to see this come to reality. And it really gets to show the community has some wonderful people that make it the way it is. Uh, I think at the heart of it, the community is what's super essential in this game. That's the reason I keep playing it is because I'm just coming back to a group group of people um, that make the game fun to play. You know, I think it's the the community aspect is the biggest thing that drives me to keep doing it. Um, but progress is progress. Uh, you know, I think there we're not done seeing the rest of the changes. Um, maybe that EA question will be answered soon. Who knows when that'll be lifted? But uh, yeah, I, I think we just continue to push through, and uh, I really enjoyed the show. So indeed over to you. So, uh, yeah, and once again, I'm going to echo the same, uh, sentiments. Uh, I- I'm excited for this project. I- it's always happy to, uh, have an idea to get more involved or more, uh, engaged with something that you already love. And I'm looking to do this on future shows. I mean, like I said, there's a, there's a whole, when we were brainstorming, what could everything could happen in this one, uh, ideas were just popping out. So, uh, I- I'm excited for it. I hope you guys are excited for it. I want your feedback. Uh, but until then, I want to see you out of the battlefield. battlefield and uh, hit me if you hit me up, uh, let's go and hear it. Hell, let's talk. Until next time, guys, I appreciate it, and uh, take care. <laughs>